Hello, welcome again to another episode of the Husky Budaboo Podcast. This is your Husky Budaboo Ariel accompanying you once again into the audio world of my recent frame of thoughts. Uh, thank you again for those of you who are the few of you that are listening still. Apparently, I alienate people because I don't have a tight schedule, but. I have committed myself now to uh, record once a week and publish them, uh, these podcasts, on Fridays now at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, if you are one of the few that usually listens, thank you uh, for your patience, for uh, enjoying this, I guess. I, I mean... This is still like an experiment to me. Uh, this is not something that I hold like this is the greatest thing that I've ever done. No, this is more like uh, this is kind of cathartic or kind of like therapeutic for me. Like me being an introvert, I don't talk much or at all with people. I hardly interact with human beings other than those uh, video uh, FaceTime calls that I do with my wife and daughter. I shun people not because I think of myself as an elite uh, person that uh, rarely should give his time to others, but because I am uh, scared of people. I'm an introvert uh, of the worst kind. I've taken multiple tests to make sure of that is true. And, uh, well, I survived the world by avoiding it. <laughs> AKA, I'm a pussy. So, uh, yeah, thank you again for listening and for that auto intro. Now, on to uh, stuff uh, that we need to cover because, I mean, then if you would just hear me talking coherently, which is like 90% of the podcast, then, well, it explains the audience that I have, which is almost nothing. But, anyways, uh, so yeah. Uh, this week, uh, mainly today, I guess, yes, today, uh, was the conclusion of season one of Peacemaker. And I've only f talked about it like like saying I like it and stuff like that, but I haven't gone into deep because I wanted to get the whole experience of Peacemaker down. Uh, I notoriously don't watch much TV anymore because rarely something entertains me as much as this has and uh i have to say uh this is the best thing dc comics in whatever genre i mean tv movies i don't know about the comics i mean i've bought some recently but super woke superman is tanking uh, Batman uh, recently changed creative teams, I think, and he's broke now, so I don't know how he maintains his globe-trotting ways and uh, fighting crime with him being broke. There's a black Batman now, which I have no problem with that whatsoever. Not that he's substituting Batman, but he's expanded now. To, he's gone to actual New York City, which makes you wonder, what is Gotham City then? Oh, it's a fictionalized version of Chicago and New York at the same time. Be that as it may, and trying to find logic in comics is like 
trying to find lot you, you just avoid that at all costs there is no such thing as logic in comics it's fiction for god's sake it's like uh, and I, i've probably talked about this before but then again it's the R joe rogan effect you know you tend to repeat yourself multiple times and when you're recording podcasts and you've done a few you're going to tend to repeat the same subject over and over again but in the earlier episodes i think i've talked about this it's like the one time when uh in my old job a group of ge fellow geeks uh were talking about uh what would happen if batman actually fought superman and uh, when they called me, because apparently I was the Kevin Smith of the group, a.k.a. Lord of Geeks, uh, they went to me and they was like, Ariel, we need your opinion on this. Like, they made me stop my work, actual job, you know, the thing that is paying me money to talk about this. And now I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm all-knowing, all-powerful. I'm not. I'm like very low on the totem pole in the terms of uh, what is uh, my geek knowledge about comic books and whatnot. But in DR, like with the 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 expression, and I'm gonna say in Spanish, then translate it: "País de los ciegos, tuerto es atracción turística." Like in the in the country of blind people, the one-eyed guy is like an, an, a tourist attraction. So uh, count me as the one-eyed guy in the land of the <laughs> blind. Anyway uh they asked me like i knew i had this clout that i know and they asked me like what do you think who would win in that fight i'm like okay before we go any further i just want to make one thing clear because I, I i need to test your your abilities to of perception in this case you guys are aware that these are fictional characters and they're not real right okay we, we, we're clear on that right they're not real and none of this is real, and none of this makes sense. So we're clear on that, okay? Yeah, okay. So I asked, I answered the question both ways. I said, okay, first of all, the winner is whoever the right, who's writing the story, because they will find a way of making X, A, or Z, or B win. But in, if we're going to be factual about things, this is not even a competition. It's not even a joke. It's not even worth even mentioning of course superman all day every day twice on sunday in his sleep his dead cadaver would just reanimate type uh spider-man no way home shit you know when uh, uh, uh dr strange put sp uh, peter in, in spirit mode and left his body dangling just holding that boxy thing and the body was just reacting because spider sense bitch so uh yeah there that's the answer of that so, uh, long-winded explanation to explain one thing, uh, why they asked me one thing, but anyway, uh, me being a geek, and I, I have admitted in the past, I am a DC file, always have been, always will be, like, if you ask me, gun, gun in my head, which one do I prefer, I've always been a DC fan, first and foremost, before Marvel, nothing against Marvel, Marvel is great, Marvel is awesome, and I have... Uh, almost the exact same amount of love for marvel that i have for dc but dc has a place in my heart that is near and dear because my first superhero was superman and I identified with him because i wear glasses and guess what clark kent glasses so i'm sorry uh dc always wins uh, in the, the tug of war in my heart so uh knowing like 
being a DC fan, it's one thing. To as I showed you, I have have my senses and understand the reality of the situation, and I know that um, Marvel is beating DC to a pulp in terms of movies, some of its uh, series as well. And to see finally a DC series about a character I had no fucking idea existed prior to the Su uh, the Suicide Squad movie from last year from James Gunn. I'm a DC guy, but like I said before, I'm not the king of geeks. I don't go deep into these uh, characters. And Peacemaker was one that I did had no idea existed until last year. And who did they pick to play Peacemaker? John fucking Cena. Mr. You Can't See Me. Mr. Uh, how many times? 16-time world champion in WWE. We'll probably get to WWE at some point in this podcast. So just to give you the heads up. We're, yes, we're going to mark shit up. We're going to talk smart shit. Because this week has been riddled with smart shit news. So I'll talk about that a little bit. Excuse me. <coughs> I'm not cutting that out, by the way. I'm too fucking lazy. This is real. I'm getting the real shit. And that was a shug of water, by the way. No alcohol in this body. This body's a temple. It only eats bread. Hence my fucking physique. Anyway, uh, Peacemaker. Why do I make about it now that I've seen the whole shebang? All eight episodes. It is the greatest thing DC has made, in my opinion. Thank God that DC gave James Gunn carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wanted on that series. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I enjoyed every single episode. I think they they did not have one episode uh, that I would have said like eh, I would have done that better. I enjoyed it. It was like the jokes just kept coming, but when it got had to get serious, it went serious. But it didn't feel like out of left field. And man, John Cena just killed it. In this series, I mean, there are scenes where he's fucking vulnerable. He cries his ass out, his eyes out for realsies, unless they that was done on CG. Which, if it was, I'm like, God damn it, that's the best CG work for a crying man I've ever seen. Another jug of water because I was my throat was getting dry. Anyway, uh, everybody killed it in that series. It was like there's no flaws. I, not that I can tell. I mean, maybe because I'm such a DC mark. But again, again, I I had no tie-in with these characters. There's none of these fucking characters ring a bell to me. The only one that I knew was Amanda Waller, and she was basically a cameo on the first episode and on the last episode. She's basically a cameo. That's the only character I knew in Peacemaker because, well, the movie, and that's it. And but not that I have prior knowledge of the character. I didn't. And Cena killed it out of the park. Robert Patrick as Cena as uh, Peacemaker's dad, aka the White Dragon, fucking nailed it. As well. I mean, everybody fucking nailed it in this series. Everybody, everybody. So kudos to uh, James Gunn, to Cena, and the rest of the cast. They fucking nailed it. 
great balance between comedy, seriousness, action. It was great. And the last episode, I mean, they really saved the best for last, in my opinion. Uh, well, showed uh, the character for Peacemaker, his growth, that he grew up, that he uh, no longer uh, was in the shadows of whatever brainwashing warp crazy ass shit that he grew up in and showed real maturity i mean every character changed and sh and went through some sort of arc that was in the, uh that series well except uh vigilante vigilante pretty much stayed the same <laughs> i mean i would say vigilante is like the answer uh, dc's answer to deadpool without deadpool's powers but then pretty much, but, and less, I guess, because this guy doesn't realize what is, is it, the, the vigilante character is like, he's unaware of his assholeness, and uh, when he's trying to be sarcastic, it comes off so fucking cringy, because the guy is just so aloof, how fucked up he is. And he straight up, straight up loves murdering because, well, vigilante. And oh god. And the, I, I mean, I don't want to go into blow for blow of everything on the series because the series is fucking good. I just want to say, go watch it. It's the best thing DC has ever done in movies or series, whatever. It's the the, the fucking best. It is the best. You see a side of John Cena, you're like, holy shit, this guy is not just fucking muscles. This guy can act. This guy can fucking bring it, and he, he and he did. And again, I'm very happy of the end result of that series. Also, spoilers, spoiler the fuck out of this. In the last episode, there is a cameo of the Justice League. Well, short as fuck as it is, but it, it counts. I mean, the Justice League does show up. Well, at least four of them. Actually, two, but four of them. Uh, again, spoilers to the max here. If you don't want to listen to this, fucking don't. But yeah, there's. I won't say which ones, but they've you've seen them in the movies before. Let's just say, but two of them actually, actually, actually showed up because the other the other two are like in the shadows. They're there, but you don't see their faces. They're there, but you don't see their faces. But the other two are very prominent. The other two will have movies very soon. So that's your fucking clue. Just to keep it more spoilerishy. And so I'm telling you, but not telling you. And there's a running joke that Peacemaker makes around the series. And it's kind of gratifying <laughs> in, in, in that moment. Peacemaker, oh God. Uh. I can't say enough of this series. Like, if you have a sick sense of humor, like myself, uh, and you're just gonna love this. I mean, I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I have a very sick a sick sense of humor, so this was right round my alley. So, again, can't recommend it enough. So, uh, those of you who talk shit about DC, well. Here's a redemption story. Here's something good. Yes, DC has done a lot of shit lately. Some of it's good. Some of it not so good. This one definitely goes into the good file. <laughs>
this one definitely goes into the good file so kudos on that now uh, as i promised we're going to talk about the mark shit or the smart shit what is mark or smart shit that's wrestling terms yes we're going to talk about wrestling i'm going to talk about two things about wrestling uh first off uh we came to know uh i think it was on wednesday or tuesday of this week that cody rhodes uh the wrestler son of dusty rhodes uh did not resign with AEW and both he and his wife uh have now terminated their rela their working relationship with AEW and will not be working with AEW in the foreseeable future. Rumors are, and I will say rumors because there's nothing confirmed until the two parties interested alleged interested party uh, which is WWE and Cody himself uh recognize it and, and state something publicly uh there's rumors that wwe is interested in cody rhodes and want to hire him they have no interest in his wife brandy but they do have interest in cody and allegedly per the sources who whatever the fuck carney sources they get uh, uh vince is very high on cody and wants to uh push him that's a wrestling term uh, uh, meaning that Pushing means that I'll get him to a position that is prominent into, into the company. So that's what Vinny Mac want, allegedly wants to do with Cody. Uh, my two cents about it. Uh, Cody is a smart dude. I think he's very smart. And I really question uh, a smart person wanting to go to a company that has fired multiple stars i apologize that was my nose that's a little st uh, stiff and runny anyway uh i question a man that allegedly is business savvy as cody wanting to go back to a place that uh there are no guarantees because vince changes his mind as quickly as the dials on a clock run you know, uh, it's not a stable, uh, mentally person that promise you something now will forget it in 20 seconds. And that promise basically becomes dilch, nothing, zit. And uh, I question Cody for wanting to take a contract uh, with, also with, like, have you seen Raw or SmackDown recently? I mean, SmackDown kind of the exception to the rule. But Raw, Jesus Christ, I haven't seen that program in years because there's nothing to offer there. He goes to SmackDown. SmackDown is Roman Reigns territory. That's a Roman Reigns show. So why would you go to SmackDown for? Compete against Roman Reigns? Good luck with that. Uh, so I, I really question the logic and going to WWE. I mean, maybe they did have manned up their relationships uh, with WWE. Maybe he, maybe Vince will keep his word. But then again, we're talking about a man that just today fired Carlos Cabrera. Uh, if you don't know who Carlos Cabrera is, he's been the Hispanic voice of WWE for 29 years since 1993 he has been in wwe being the hispanic color commentator for wwe he was 
famous in Latin America with his duo with Carlos Cabrera and Hugo Sabinovich. Uh, WWE let go Hugo a few years ago. Uh, and now they've uh, terminated what is considered the voice in Latin America of WWE. And this is a guy who gave him all, their all, his all, to that company for 29 fucking years. And they just dropped him like that. But then again, they dropped Mike Kyoto, and he was a ref for 33 years. So there's no fucking loyalty in there. So that, that that's what makes me wonder, like... You're going to that company that's proving all by itself that they have no loyalty to people who give them their all. Like you would say, oh, no, but they haven't fired this. Look, they fired Braun fucking Strowman. They fired Way Bray Wyatt. Like, how can you fire people that are shoe in? Like, Braun Strowman is Vince McMahon's wet dream. He, physically, he's Vince McMahon's wet dream. Bray Wyatt, most creative guy this side of the the century, the, this decade. And they let him go. They let a bunch of guys go. And uh, thank God almost all of them have landed on their feet and doing great now. But that makes me wonder, you know, like Cody, uh, I mean... Maybe he wants more money, and re realistically speaking, the only place that can pay him more money is is WWE, because there's no Ring of Honor. Impact kind of full. Uh, MLW, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, he could go back to AEW, but apparently the money that AEW was giving him was not to his liking, so... I guess WWE, I mean, he would go to New Japan, but would he want to move to Japan? I don't think so. He already has a wife and a newborn. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, logically speaking, it seems that WWE is the only option left on the table. Then, today, there was another rumor saying that actually he's thinking about re-signing with AEW. Like... This is the whole point. Like, when you go to dirt sheets, dirt sheets, that's another term for those of you who don't know, which is uh, uh, where, you know, us Marks uh, fans get our quote-unquote information of everything that's going on. And the only reason I'm talking about the Cody thing is because even Sports Illustrated got into it. So, I mean, that's a more reliable source. I mean, they, they actually cover sports. Whereas, you know, most of these dirt sheets are like, just fans who are in the know, quote unquote, especially uh, certain ones, won't mention any names, but if you know, you know. The thing is that I, I don't see Cody being, apologize, I don't see Cody being this naive, in my opinion. I mean, and then again, I'm going by the opinions of things that I've seen from out. Uh, from the outside I, I have no insider information i'm as just as an ignorant asshole as the next guy i have no inside knowledge i have no uh, no skin in the game nothing i'm just i got an outsider looking in that's all i am an outsider looking in so i'm looking in trying to see what from whatever prism i have the situation was going in i mean 
let's just trust that Cody knows what he's doing. He's a smart guy. He knows how to manage himself. He's managed himself pretty well since being released from WWE uh, back then. And he's done wonders for his career. It's, it's only gotten better. And, uh, and then I think about the examples like for guys like Drew McIntyre that for a while he was on top in WWE. After he did his time outside of WWE when he was released that other time. And now, he, you know, he's one of the guys that Vince goes to. Uh, so, uh, I apologize for those of you who are not wrestling marks and don't like these types of topics. Some of you might like it. Some of you might don't. Well, that's a whole other thing. But I just decided to do it here because it's been a while since I've done a wrestling podcast. I'm not planning to do another podcast. I mean, I'm pretty much drained as it is doing one. Let's just do one at a time. I'm going to use that Mel Gibson, uh, the Patriot uh, quote, uh, aim small, miss small. So I'm going to aim small, just doing one podcast at a time. And then uh, if I do have the free time, we'll talk about it in a second podcast and whatnot. Uh, Anyway. What else is there to talk about? Drawing again? I already talked about that last time. Kind of starting to draw again. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to talk about this. I, I posted this this week, or past week, I think, about uh, when I went to DR. And I take this kind of like a sign. Uh, my old uh, office where I had all my equipment, my recording equipment, all my stuff. It was my office at home in DR. Uh, has now been turned into the cat's room. Uh, since I basically took what things that I could take because, hey, you know, you're only allowed to carry 51 pounds in a traveling bag, the one that goes outside, so you can't actually bring all the stuff that you want. In DR, when I went to DR now, uh, I, I packed some of my comic book collection, mostly my trade paper bags, some books that I, that were of uh, sentimental value to me, and I brought my electric guitar here as well, uh, which is, a, if you need to know, it's a Les Paul clone, not an actual Les Paul, because I would have to buy a car for the money that a Les Paul uh, costs. But I bought a clone, uh, had a clone that I've had for years in DR. I left another guitar, which, my, which was my Strat, which I want to bring back, but I couldn't bring back both. So I brought the guitar that actually works because the Strat has some wiring issues. And I want to bring it here because it does have sentimental value. Anyways, uh, the thing is that the, 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 the office... Uh, was left unattended, uh, basically, and just left as the cat's uh, room. So uh, the kitty litter stuff, all his food, was all left in that small, tiny room. And guess what the son-of-a-bitch cat did? He peed on my old drawing notebooks. Now, you have to understand, I've been... Uh, not collecting, but saving all my old drawings since uh, 01, 02, 
warm up. <coughs> Again, not cutting anything off. Oh, this is unprofessional. How are you going to keep all the sneezing? I don't care. There's only two people listening, and, and, and you all know me personally, so I apologize for the sneeze, but I don't care. I really don't. I really don't care. Anyway, uh, the cat peed on my drawings. Some of these drawings are from 01, 02, and he peed on all of them. I take that as like a sign. Like, uh, yeah, that's like a sign. Like, what is the purpose of me drawing if, yeah, it, that's the worth. Piss. It's pissed on. My art is pissed on. Now, it could be that in maybe a few years from now, I become a famous graphic artist, a drawing artist. And then those peed on notebooks, that which, by the way, my wife threw away because they're peed on. What the fuck you want me to do? Like, you want me to conserve piss on paper just because I did some fucking doodles on that? I can always do a doodle on another fucking notebook. I got some noodle notebooks right here, right now, here in New York. So if I do become famous, oh, we'll, we'll eBay that shit. I don't know. Fuck it. Uh, we'll we'll get something out of it. Anyway, uh, the thing is, uh, I took that like a sign, like man, maybe. And the art department is not meant to be. Maybe. That represents that you're like, yeah, you know what? All this shit that you've dedicated most of your life to perfectioning, making better the art that you can do that not many people on earth can do. There are a billion people who do it better than me, but not quite like me. Because I would say that not unique, but it's different. My art is different. I'm not better than anyone. I'm not saying that I am. I think there's a bunch of other people that can kick my ass. But the thing is that having that basically half of my life, life's work, being pissed on by a fucking animal. I didn't kill him, by the way. I wasn't even mad at him. Because at this point in my life, I'm like, what's the point of doing this? Why, why am I still doing this shit? Why am I still drawing? Why do I fucking care? Why do I keep insisting on doing this shit? I really don't know. I really don't know. Maybe things will change in the future. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, the future is un an unwritten, uncharted world. It's not written yet. So you, I don't know why you can insist on it. Like, oh, you can go to the future. It's not written yet. I'm not written yet. I can talk about the past and how much of a fuck up I've been. But that is a general thing. I mean, we all have been fuck ups. And if you don't manage it, you're a fuck up, then you haven't learned from life at all. Because the most important teacher in life is failure. If you haven't failed in life, when you haven't learned shit yet, if you haven't stopped failing, 
then you really haven't learned shit. But if you failed and learned to correct those failures, then guess what? Kudos to you. You've learned a lesson that is not taught in school. That there's no college in the universe that can teach you what failure teaches you if you learn it correctly. So I'm trying to decipher what is the lesson here to learn about an animal pissing on my life's work. Not to leave important documentation unattended to an animal or take it as a fucking sign from God like don't fucking draw this shit anymore because it's, it's just shit and you won't make anything out of it. So those are the two options that I currently have right now. Uh, I don't know which one I'm going to uh, grasp. I mean, I enjoy drawing, but obviously I have not known how to commercialize it and turn it into a vehicle for wealth for me and my family. Uh, that's why I'm insisting on my daughter because she has been blessed or cursed, depending on the point of view, with the same talents that I have. And I have to say... She is far more advanced than I was at her age. And I'm very proud of her. I'm extremely proud of her. I believe that she's doing excellent. And I brought her, like I said on the past podcast, brought a bunch of materials for her to practice. And I'm so proud of her. You cannot imagine how proud I am of her. She's a good kid. She's got a good heart. She got... <laughs> she got a mouth in her too uh, but that's I guess the sarcasm because she's a little mini me but she's more extroverted than I, I ever was at her age because she speaks her mind I kind of do in private not in public public I try to stay, stay like more on the meek side like that won't, those starting on won't be none you know kind of deal but her, she don't fucking give a shit. She's like her granddad. My dad, my dad don't give a fuck. He will tell you straight up to your face exactly what he feels, what he's thinking, and he does not give a Frenchman's fuck what you think. And that's pretty much her, too. So I'm worried that she got that body of this gene in her. Well, I don't have to worry. She does. <laughs> oh my little girl what i want her to have a better outcome than i have that i've had in the art department because i have completely utterly sucked at it but she doesn't have to go through that so uh, i hope her the best and i wish her the best and on that note let's conclude the podcast for today uh friendly reminder our website huskybyboopod.com you can find all the past episodes there, and that page has the links also to different places where you can listen to the podcast. You don't have to listen it to a specific place, wherever you get your podcast fix, you know, just listen there. And a friendly reminder as well that we are going to be uh, releasing every podcast now from now on, every Friday at 8 a.m. a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, so... Uh, if you are listening, then you now you know the date that uh, the day 
in time where the podcast you can expect it to come out uh also rethinking about maybe not 100 percent sure go back to uh making video versions of the podcast which would be just recording me babbling everything that i'm saying right now which would be so nice right i mean it worked gangbusters the last time and i know how the viewership i was like what was it like two three videos something like that plus i don't think youtube would be the nice the best way to go about it because youtube and their algorithms uh don't support people that cuss a lot like i tend to do that's why i'm keeping these podcasts mostly audio and uh this is a little more like uh like i said before therapeutic for me anyway uh this has been episode 60 of the husky bible podcast this has been ariel Hope that you guys are well, and thank you once again for listening. Take care. Bye now.